Hello, hello, hello. This is Carol Carter Clues, and welcome to Mike Cobb's Offshore Investment Report. We have a great, great show today because we're going to talk about the what Mike calls a real-life time machine in relation to the upcoming President's Week 26 conference in Vegas. So we got a lot of great stuff for you. How you doing, Mike? Hey, I'm doing good, Carter. Good to be with you, man. It's good to be with you. In the yeah. in the current issue, this month's issue, October, of the Escape Artist magazine, great magazine, folks. Go to Escape Artist, subscribe to it. It's monthly, 100 pages long every month. The best best international magazine in the marketplace. Mike, in, in that, you have an article. The, the whole magazine's about the upcoming President's Week 26, and we'll, we'll get to that in a few minutes if it's all right. But sure. your article about the real-life time machine I thought was captivating. It was absolutely captivating. And let me read one paragraph to you. It's short, folks, so don't leave your seat. Uh, that really, really lays the groundwork on it. Investing in the developing world is like being able to go back in time. With knowledge from our North American future, we can predict and provide the next product or services coming down the road in the developing world, Latin America, this is real investment power, uh, but you can add the supercharger effect if you pay attention to demographics and economics. Explain that to us, because I think it's just it's just captivating. It's intriguing. Thanks, Carter. You know, I, I've written I've written articles about this time machine over the years. Kind of, I update it each time. I think about it a little differently. Uh, but but is that your time machine, Carter? That is your, that's your, that's the graphics for your article. See the time, there you are. I got are. it. There I, you are driving the machine up, but there we go. There, there, we, go. there we go. All right, good. Um, well, you know, it, it's funny because I, 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 in a lot of my, uh, you know, physical presentations, what I do is, is I, I you know, I, 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 I kind of get going and then I just like, I stop and I say, all right, everybody, I want you to imagine right now, imagine if HD Wells, showed up right here, right beside the stage uh, with his time machine and said, anybody here in the audience, come on, I'll, you know, come to get on this thing with me, bring one check, bring one check. And we're going to go back 10 years and I'll give you all day today to go make one investment. And then we can all jump back on the time machine. We come right back to right here, right now. Excellent. How many people are, how many people are coming back wealthier? Oh, yeah. everybody, right? Well, you know, it's funny. People just kind of sit there, something like a bumps on a log. <laughs> I was like, hello, <laughs> who's coming back wealthier? You know, right? Anyway, and so, okay, yeah. But but the point is, is that like, yeah, hindsight is twenty twenty, And and when you work in the developing world, and you said Latin America, and, and that's where we work, and I'm very familiar with the territory and have, you know, 20, yeah. 26 years now with ECI and 29 years with our mortgage company. So almost 30 years working in the region, right? You know, I'm... I, I, I feel very comfortable there. But, you know, the same thing's true in Africa, in the developing parts of Southeast Asia. So it's the developing world, right? Because certain things happen, right? Now, let's be clear. And I'll give you one example where, where a bet on something wouldn't have paid off. If you'd have been putting copper wires for telephone lines in the developing world, right, in Africa especially, you know, maybe 10 years ago, you'd have been, you'd have been sunk because everything went Wi-Fi, everything went yeah. know, cell phone, Wi-Fi, right? Satellite. And so yeah. that, that was probably not that. In fact, that's a very good example of how it doesn't always follow the same path. Right. But by and large, 
development follows a similar path over time, right? And 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 so products and services, you know, if you know, if you have the first McDonald's in a country, you're going to do really, really well. And and you know, and and I hear this all the time, like, oh, how would you bring McDonald's? It's horrible. Like, I don't, you know, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. So if it's so horrible, then the consumers won't show up to eat it, right? But you yeah. know what? You build the first McDonald's in a country, there are lines out around the block to get in. Horrible Absolutely. or not horrible, like, you know what? People want it. And, you know, and so my whole point is, like, if 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 it's McDonald's, then the next one might be KFC or Pizza Hut or Burger King. I don't know, whatever. I mean, I'm just saying, like, you yeah. can look at this trend and you can say, well, you know what? The first McDonald's and Burger King are there. You know what? I want to open a, I want to get the Pizza Hut franchise. I want to open the pizza, first Pizza Hut yeah. or whatever, right? Or uh, you know, or, or and and other things in terms of like services, right? The kinds of services that happen in a in a developing country, like title insurance, right? And we talked about that last week or the week before last. You know, it's one right. of the fifteen questions, right? And so right now in the developing world, there's not a lot of title insurance, but but it will come, right? It will come, and so that's an idea of a service that that will happen as development proceeds. So this idea of a time machine. It's powerful, Carter, because if you see what's there, you look at what North America, this happened, then this happened, then this happened, then then, and then, right? Okay, you can put yourself kind of right in front of it. You can put yourself a little further out in front of it. You know, if you get too far out in front of it, you might be, the, the lag might be too long or or you might miss a technology like yeah. Wi-Fi or cell comes along and all of a sudden the wires don't happen and like, oh, you know, miss that one, right? So, so again, it's an important, it's an important element of, you know, the closer you are to what's next, the more probability that what's next will kind of follow what happened other places. And it's not just the U.S. You can look at what happened in Europe. You can look what happened in Australia. You can look what happened in Japan and, and Taiwan and and, and and even in the developing world, different countries are at a different point, right? Yes. So you could go and look at, if you could, you know, you go look at Costa Rica and it's hard if you haven't worked there. But again, I've been in the region for 30 years. I know what Costa Rica was like 30 years ago and, and Panama was like 30 years ago. And I know what it's like today. And then you see a country like Nicaragua that's much further back on the development curve, even in the region, right? And you go, well, what's next? What's next, right? So, oh, there you go, Carter. Good, good man. There you go. Yeah. And, and by the way, that is a better than me flying the little time machine. That is a much better representation of time machine. That right there. Oh, that's is, great. Yeah, that that's, that's great. the time machine, Carter. That right there is the time that's machine. That's it. That's it. Yep. yep. I mean, I yep. fell in love with that the first time I saw it in the consumer resource guide. Yep. It's just it's fantastic. And, and Mike, I think I think there's an advantage here that you point out in your article. Okay. You point out that according to Zogby, Zogby did a poll, massive poll. 103,000 U.S. citizens were surveyed. 100,000 exactly. people surveyed. That's huge. And, you're right. 103,000. 103, and found out that 11.6% or 26 million of them had intended to invest or move offshore, own property or move offshore. Yeah. Well, well, Mike, we know what those people like. Because they're in the U.S. Right. So what are they going to look for? Right? Am I right when they move to Nicaragua, Honduras or wherever? Yeah. I, you know, they, they want they want hot water at all their bathrooms. They want plumbing that works. Uh, they want countertops at the right height. They want the lighting in the bathroom in front so it comes on their face instead of behind them. And, I mean, right. And, and, and so, yes, that, that's right. They have an expectation of a standard of product that they're yes. used to in the States. 
And so when they go overseas, the people that can deliver that standard of product, that familiarity of product uh, will absolutely be winners in the marketplace. Absolutely. Winners in the marketplace. And yep. in your article, you point out that of that 103,000, 17% or 4.5 million are their interest in moving or owning property is in Latin America. Right here, where yes. you you were the pioneer. 26 years ago, you went down and said, I'm going to buy here because I know the future. And of course, you turned out to be exactly right, which makes this article all the more credible yeah. because <laughs> you've done it. <laughs> we, we, we have, Carter. And, yep. you know, it, it's uh, it, it's nice to have predicted the future well in this case. So, yeah. 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 And then let's add another aspect to it, Mike. All right. You're you're you have said, you know, you want to go down there. You, we know we know the baby boomers are coming. We know they're coming. 26 million Americans say they're looking to move offshore, large number to sent to Latin America. And we know, you, you point out in the article again, the Ernst & Young, the Ernst & Young report study, which yeah. is just is stunning, but all of us know it's true. Anybody that knows baby boomers knows retirement age people knows this. 60% of America's baby boomers, retired age people, Nope. will not be able to afford to live in the U.S. Right. Uh, correct. Uh, you know, and, well, and it breaks my heart, Carter. It breaks well, my heart. I mean, people, yeah. have paid into, people have paid into Social Security. By the way, I'm, I'm actually not sure that's true because I think the government will figure out a way either through inflation or whatever to, to take care of the baby boomers, right? It's, it's the next generations after the baby boomers well, yeah. who I really feel sorry for because I, there, there is going to be no money for them, right? There, there will be no money for them. Nothing. Um, Nothing. Yeah. Well, no. yeah, but, but we say the government will take care of them. So the government just announced that those on Social Security are getting 8.3% increase in their Social Security next mm -hmm. year. Yeah. Unfortunately, inflation is at 8.8%. So what the hell kind of increases? <laughs> well, and, and I'm sorry. And that and that's today's measurement. If I, I love uh, uh, John Williams. The, no, no. The, 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 the website that you can go to. Gosh, I, I was thinking of it the other day. Shadow web, stats. Shadow stats. Thank yeah, you. John Williams. Shadow stats. Oh, oh, John yeah. Williams. Right. Yeah. And if you plug in inflation, today's inflation, how Carter measured it, how Reagan measured it, how Bush yeah. measured it. Right. Hell, how Obama measured it. Pick one. Right. It's not eight percent. It's no. way higher than eight percent. So, so it's just it's it's all you know trick foolery to like if we don't like the number, we can look. If you put big screen TVs into your inflation index, yeah, they they come out. The giant TV comes out at five thousand dollars, and three years later, it's you know it's eight hundred ninety nine bucks. Well, guess what? That's a great anti inflation example, right? Yeah. But if you put health care, if <laughs> right, you know, fuel prices, uh, medicine prices, medical care, you put those into the equation, college tuition, I mean, you know, whatever, right? Although old people probably aren't paying college tuition, but medical care, medicine, uh, fuel costs, uh, I mean, uh, all of those things that are sort of the food, food, food costs, right? You food put all costs, those gas costs, gas, gasoline, right? Fueling, yeah, right, heating, yeah. right? You put all those in. Like all of a sudden, the inflation index isn't eight point three percent. It's a lot higher, and so you know you can play with the numbers, and and they are going to continue to play with the numbers. So the the real question is, even if the government kind of sort of keeps up with it, quality of life, standard of living is going to drop. In fact, a great economist, Mark Skousen, 
uh, gave me an example one time, and I thought it was brilliant. He said, you know, inflation is the government's solution to the unfunded, you know, mandates like Social Security, right? And yeah. he said, and I said, well, what do you mean? He said, look, here's how it works. Today, you know, let's say Social Security payment of $2,000 a month, you know, for, for a couple or whatever, you know, 2500 whatever it is, right? They can afford to have a really nice dinner every night. Maybe they can eat steak a couple nights a week, baked potato, broccoli, you know, whatever, you know, glass of milk, you know, he said, but in, you know, but if inflation is, is, you know, six, 7%, right. He said in, in, in 10 years, right. They're going to have chicken, maybe some mashed potatoes, some, you know, canned corn. Right. And in 10 more years, they're going to have a hamburger and some French fries. And in 10 more years, going to have a hot dog and some chips. And in 10 more years or whatever it was over, it was like a 30 year period. He says, you know, they're going to have spam and, and, and leftover spinach. But but True. the same money, same twenty five hundred dollars a month. Yeah. They're still they're still eating dinner every night. They're still full. Their bellies are still full. But they're not eating steak and baked potato anymore. They're eating spam and spinach, right? And and he says that is the way governments are going to manage these these unfunded mandates. They will continue to take care of people. People won't starve to death. You know, socialized medicine, everything free. We're seeing. I mean, we're already moving into all that stuff, right? But the problem is, it's rationing. I mean, look, at the end of the day, Carter, like there's only so much to go around and you can you can distribute it many different ways. The free market distributes it on price. Right. Uh, you know, uh, communist countries distri distribute it on party loyalty. Hey, if you're a loyal party member, you get the best yep. hospitals. And right. And, and and you know, and, and I think the American version is going to be a lot like the Canadian version where, you know, if, if you can afford to pay for it, you can. And if you can't, you're just going to wait long lines. And, and six months and eight months or a year for things. And, you know, so, so you know, it, it is a rationing of a limited service. So, you know, I think these are the kinds of things that, that North American retirees will face over the next 30 years. And, oh, yeah. and there are better alternatives. There are absolutely better alternatives. I mean, my wife and I lived in, in Nicaragua for, for 14 years, Carter. We had a quality of life that was incredible. And $2,000, a month, oh, my gosh. You're going to eat organic fruits and vegetables, free range, you know, uh, meats and hormone free yeah. cheeses. Yeah. And, right. You're going to have this incredible quality of life and your medical care will be phenomenal. My wife, I mean, my wife had a mammogram done right recently. And apparently, uh, you know, she has dense breasts. Right. And, and about 55 percent of women have a dense breast, which means the standard mammograms don't read it very well. Right. And so she had to go back to her doctor. She read about, she heard a podcast. It was uh, uh, about a lady that had dense breasts and they didn't catch it, a, a tumor or whatever. And now it's bad, right? So anyway, oh, yeah. so so anyway, so she called her her doctor and said, hey, I, I want to get this ultrasound or sonogram or whatever the, the next thing is where you can actually see through the dense breast, right? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, and, 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 and Carol said to me the other day, yesterday, day before yesterday, I'm traveling now. So it was day before yesterday. She says, you know what? When I, when we were living in Nicaragua, they always gave me a sonogram. I'm just like, right. Medi and, and instead of $400, because this is out of pocket, so we're going to have to pay for her sonogram because it's not covered by insurance. Okay, okay, right? The sonogram in Nicaragua was 60 bucks. 60, 60 bucks. 60 bucks, as opposed to 400. That's it. Right? But it was standard procedure. And so oh, yeah. people start to say, uh, the medical care is you know, south of the border, it's horrible. Actually, you know what? Carol, my wife, right? about as conservative, you know, diehard American as you can get, you know, basically said, you know, the medical care we got in Nicaragua was actually better. And I'm like, yes, it was, honey. Yes, it's it better. was. 
And it, was like, and it was, and it was like, whatever, you know, whatever, I don't know what, I don't know what 60 into 400 is, but you know, like, you know, 80% cheaper or something, or I don't know, whatever the math. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, well, a couple of weeks ago when, uh, on, on, uh, Joel's program, the, the, um, global wealth fortress report, he was saying he had a complete physical in Belize top yeah. to bottom. Yep. And it was $108 probably would have cost 10,000 here. He, he, he yeah. Totally yeah, comprehensive. Right. The executive, the executive physicals, I would get them when we lived in Nicaragua. That's right. They were a little bit more, but you know, they, but they included like the whole you know, colonoscopy and endoscopy and they put you to sleep and, you know, then the heart running on this treadmill. And I mean, the whole thing, the, you know, sonograms, x-rays, the whole shooting match. Right. And it was, it was just a little under 500 bucks. But again, that's 10% of what it would cost in the U S right. Five, oh, 10 yeah. grand in the U S to have that kind of, you know, a uh, set of procedures and executive physical done. So, Right. Inexpensive, 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 and comprehensive you know. and 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 truly. And, and most of these doctors, many, many, not most, many of these doctors trained in the United States. Oh, yeah. Many of them trained in Europe, which. OK. Yeah. And, and a yeah. lot of them trained in Mexico, which, again, you know, great, great health care. And, and people just don't understand how how good the health care can be overseas. Uh, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard to fathom it. But, yeah, no, oh, it's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't know why, but it just flashed through my mind when we were talking about a products about products you could bring south of the border, and for some reason it it, it I remember missing when I lived in Honduras missing butterscotch crimpets, right? <laughs> well, well, I don't know, but but uh, and it relates back to the cost of living in the U.S. Now, Mike, have you had a butterscotch crimpet lately? I don't think I've ever had one, Carter. <laughs> you, oh my God, tasty cake, tasty cake. It, All right. They are. When I was a kid, you got three in the package, three. Now you get two, and they're only two thirds the size. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna look. Butterscotch crimpet, Butter, and tasty cake. Butterscotch crimpet. Okay. Well, you know, I love the, I, I love the little darlings. I love the ho hos, the Twinkies. So, okay. So I'll be looking for the butterscotch. Yeah. Oh, I bet you all of those are smaller, but but they go back. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm being facetious, but they do go back to the cost yeah. of living here now, and the fact that there are a million and one products and services you can bring, as you point out in this yeah. great article, the Time right. Machine article, you can bring south of the border. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's excellent. It is. Hey, Carter, I I, I have to go in like one minute. And, one minute. And one minute. I got to roll. I, I have another call and I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. I'm traveling and, and everything kind of got backed up. I was sl slightly delayed on my flight. So I'm, I'm running All behind right. schedule. But the other but, thing we're going to talk about today is President's Week. And the only thing yes. I'm going to say about President's Week is this. If you if you think that owning a time machine would make you wealthier, <laughs> and I hope you put your hand up and say, yes, if I had a time machine, I'd be a lot wealthier. Right. Yes. If you believe that, you need to come to President's Week. Absolutely. Get the information, come to President's Week. We're going to talk about time machine. We're going to talk about asset protection. We're going to talk about uh, compliance. We're going to talk about lots of different things at that conference. The Truly, some of the world's best experts uh, are there. It's an incredible lineup. Just request the information. You'll see the speaker list. I mean, it, it's 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 Swiss money managers. It's it's uh, people, uh, European gold and silver people, uh uh, I, I can't remember who, who some of the other speakers are right at the time. I mean, it, it's just Joel Nagel, world uh, class uh, asset protection, second yeah. resident, second citizen. Number one. 
attorney, number one in the world. Yeah, exactly. Uh, And just an incredible lineup of people. Uh, And and the attendees, uh, likewise, are incredible. It's a it's a great group of folks who who come together once a year. It's the 26th annual President's Week. And it is it is phenomenal. Uh, so, uh, yeah, please request the information. Come join us. And uh, yeah, Carter, there you go. That's right. Yep. And we'll be both. We'll both be there. Yes, we will. There you go. All, All right, Mike. Carter, how to run, there. man. Had I known Thank you. you were such a rush, I went to throw hey, in the butterscotch crimpets. <laughs> that, that's okay. Butterscotch crimpets are good. Hey, Carter, let's let's do this thing, man. Let's do this thing. <laughs> <laughs>